Cloud Speaker Studios. Shelby Taylor blends folk music with comedy to weave musical stories. Coming to us from Northern Colorado by way of Florida, Shelby released her debut EP, Tailored World, in 2020 after dropping a string of catchy singles. Many of her songs have a theatrical quality to their storytelling, and she has built a massive following on TikTok with over 183,000 followers. In late 2021, Shelby signed her first recording contract with So Fierce Music, a label founded as a haven for those marginalized and disadvantaged by the mainstream music industry because of their age, race, gender, or sexual identity. You can also currently catch Shelby guest starring as Sarah Watterson on Loudspeaker's The Weird Audio Drama. At only 30 years old, the sky is the limit for Shelby, so make sure to follow her at shelbytaylor.net and at shelbytaylorexists on social media. And enjoy this exclusive performance from Loudspeaker's Stream Benefit Concert. Stay tuned to Loudspeaker for more exclusive performances coming your way. Here's Shelby. of my feet for money. I guess he's lonely and I need money. So I guess I'm not above selling pictures of my feet. Woo! Check my messages to see who the person behind this message could be. And to my confusion and surprise, it's Emily Johnson from high school. That's not good. Emily Johnson from high school didn't like me. And I'm fully expecting her to tell me off that no, it's so much worse. Her message says, hey girl, hey girl, hey girl, hey girl. How are you? Hey girl, hey girl, hey girl, hey girl. I've got a job opportunity for you. So message back for more information. And you can be a part of our hashtag boss babe nation. But at this point, I need to tread carefully. Cause here's a fun fact about my relationship with Emily. I fucked her prom date. I fucked her prom date in 2011. I fucked Emily's prom date. I had my own prom date and I could have fucked him. But instead, guess what? It was hers. And do I feel bad? Um, fucking horse cop on a horse what are you enforcing i'd love to see you try to pull me over on a horsey scott i know emily's a grown adult but i want to know if emily is in a cult so i sit there draft my reply and then i send it out and i let it ride my reply says hey girl hey girl hey girl hey girl thanks for reaching out hey girl hey girl hey girl hey girl could you tell me what your company's about i've been looking for a part-time side gig 
And this sounds like it could turn into something really big. And she replies within two minutes. It's 6 p.m. on a school night. Where are Emily's children? Are they okay? She says our company was founded in 1964 by a man and girl Salter and his wife inside their dorm. I noticed that you've gained a lot of weight. LOL. I'll give you some free supplements that make you feel so. What's the word? Um, less fat. So I googled the name and he or she gave me, and I found a bunch of articles from. 1983, Salt Lake City man Harold Salter found dead after killing his wife and three employees. His last word was farewell before hanging himself in his prison cell. He killed himself. He killed himself. Unlike Jeffrey Epstein, he actually killed himself. Do I have a moral obligation to warn my new friend Emily about the situation? Do you think she knows? Oh my god, do you think she knows? It's kind of fucked up if she knows, right? I mean, five people died, so I need to ask her if she knows and really hope that she's just stupid. So I say, hey girl, hey girl, hey girl, hey girl. Have you seen this? Hey girl, hey girl, hey girl, hey girl. I think you should really check this out. Harold Salter was a grade A monster, dude. I think you should quit and find another pyramid scheme instead. Like Mary Kay or something? Question mark? Question mark? I'm still waiting for Emily to reply. Oh, she's typing. That's good. Six words. Fat skink in 2020. <laughs> I hope you die. It's fine, Emily. But there's one more thing I should tell you before someone blocks someone. I don't know who it's gonna be, but I guess we're about to find out. I fucked your husband. I fucked your husband in 2015. Or maybe I would have fucked your husband, Emily. He bought me a drink and then he told me about his upcoming divorce. Ooh, I'm glad you worked it out though. And do I feel bad? Look, I did when I found out that the wife was you, but honestly, Emily, not anymore. <laughs> Fairy tales that we all know that we love but we've outgrown. I rewrote some for adults like me and you. Once upon a time, there was a girl named Cinderella. Her life was pretty good, but then her mother fell on a family vacation. Just Right into the Grand Canyon. It was so sad. 
And shortly thereafter, Dad married Sharon. Sharon was the textbook definition of a MILF. I'm talking body like an hourglass and face like Marilyn. She was kind of like the ice queen if the ice queen were colder. And she had twin girls and were conjoined at the shoulder. These conjoined teenage twins had the worst attitude, but if that's from their condition or their mother, no clue. So Cindy was essentially their indentured maid, just cooking and cleaning day after day. She cleaned and she cleaned and she kept everything in order, but she had to get out soon before she caught a charge for murder. And then one day she got a light bulb in her head and decided to start a cleaning company instead. She moved the fuck out on the day she turned 18 and now she lives in the biggest house on the same street as her father, Sharon, and her two conjoined daughters. And every day they see her house and cry because there's a smaller. And did Cindy go and marry a prince? Not quite. But she did settle down with the love of her life. She lives with her wife, Heather, and their cat named Dave, and a whole bunch of mice who are their teeny tiny slaves. The moral of the story is all about feelings. I know things like love and honesty are really appealing, but is love the most powerful emotion? Not quite. The most powerful emotion in the world is spite. Fuck you, Sharon. When a prince charming kissed Snow White, the dwarves beat him up and called the cops. And when the prince and called the cops. The moral of the story is really, really simple. If you see a girl's asleep and your first move is to kiss her, someone should beat you up and call the cops. And you'll deserve it. Because that's, that is assault. That's against the law. Like, fully. Hans Christian Andersen and the Brothers Grimm wrote these stories in the 17 and 1800s. That was before women had rights, but it's 2020 and that shit doesn't fly now. So don't fucking do it. Once upon a time, there was a little mermaid, a princess, but she didn't like being half fish. So one day she ran away from her pampered life and signed a contract with the evil sea witch. The deal was really simple. The sea witch took her voice and her goal was really easy impress a boy so she washed up on the shore found a stick and just wrote fuck me in the sand and that did it now she's married and she's got two kids and a dog and the moral of the story works smart not hard once upon a time there was a puppet named pinocchio and every time he told a lie his nose would grow and grow and grow he thought it was a weakness and he learned to embrace it when one night a girl from college sat down on his face and she said am i heavy and he said uh no and she said, oh, 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 oh. He served as the prototype for his own line of sex song, a brand new brand of magic wand called The Real Boy. The moral of the story is your flaws can be your strengths. He just lied and told the truth until the blue fairy came. One of old McDonald's ducks laid three eggs, two cute little ducklings, and a third one named Meg. The thing about Meg is she was really, really ugly, and the whole entire farm just called her the ugly duckling. And she waited for the day when she'd turn into a swan, and that day never came. But as time went on, she grew into a slightly below-average-looking duck, and all like, not at all attractive, but not ugly as fuck either. She was like a five. Like a six if she tried. But even though she isn't pretty, she found out she was funny. Now she writes for a sitcom out in the big city. The moral of the story, it's okay to be ugly under one condition. Be funny. What can we learn from Rapunzel? Sometimes all you need is a super drastic haircut. And Beauty and the Beast can teach us all. Kidnapping is still kidnapping, even if your kidnapper is rich and tall. And if all of the furniture starts talking to you, just be aware that that's not normal, even if they're nice to you. You've got Stockholm Syndrome. You're not in love, Belle. Run. And who in God's name 
names that came. Rumble Stiltskin? Really? Hans Christian Edison, the brothers Grimm's goal was to scare the bad behavior out of children. Personally, I don't really think it works, cause you take a look around and there's still so many dirtbags all over the place. Oh well. Fairy tales gave me false hope. Support comes from Audiology Center of Northern Colorado, providing caring and comprehensive services with a strong focus on giving back to the community. A private, independently owned practice that provides hearing services to patients of all ages, caring for you as if you're part of our own family. Learn more at audiologycenternoco.com. As a nonprofit, everything we do at Loudspeaker could not be possible without the generous support of our listeners. Become part of the Loudspeaker family and pledge your support now at loudspeaker.org. Hi, happy, happy Halloween. Um, huge thanks to Loudspeaker for setting this up. I'm super excited to be here. Um, those songs were both from my EP, Tailored World, that's streaming on all of the streaming platforms. Um, first song was Hey Girl. Second song was Fairy Tales. Um, since it's Halloween, I'm going to play my only song that mentions horror movies at all. It's called Super Duper. And then after that, I'm going to play a new song that I haven't played live yet. So we're, we're going to see about it. <laughs> but I hope you guys are having fun uh, tuning in to this stream. Anyway, this song is called Super Duper. It's about Tinder. Swiping through Tinder at like 2 a.m. Left, 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 left. Wondering why there are no decent men left, 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 left. But I saw I had a super like from a guy named Jeff, Jeff, 32, Loveland. And my eyes had to pause because Jeff is a wreck. I can already tell just from his picture and bio. Behind his greasy head, I can see his bedroom floor. Or at least I know there's floor there because I see some near the door. His entire room is littered and trash and clothes this dude just has no fat chicks and all caps his bio so like even if his room was clean i would still be stressed plus his taste in bedroom wall art is questionable at best on the wall behind him there's a poster for a fight club and the poster next to that one says wubba lubba dub dub how he watches rick and morty he must be so smart i bet he's such a rick but still my beating heart so obviously i make the move to hit him with the left as tempting as this is i think i'm gonna pass on jeff but when I went to swipe left, I guess I fucked it up, cause instead of going left, Jeff's profile went up. Did I just get myself into a super match? I don't know how this works, I don't pay for Tinder. He super liked me and I just super liked him back, and I'm pretty sure I only get one super like a day. I go to unmatch him, he's probably asleep, it's two. Please be asleep, please be asleep, please be asleep. And ding, I've got a message from, you know who, it's Jeff, we all know it's Fucking Jeff. Jeff says, hey, how are you? And I don't want to be rude, so I say, hey there, Jeff. I'm good, how are you? Jeff says, how do you feel about horror films? Which is random, but refreshing, let's be real. I do like thrillers, so I tell Jeff, yeah, man, I like horror. Jeff says, what's your number? I've got something to show you. So I sent Jeff my number out of curiosity. Buzz, buzz, text from Jeff. He just sent a selfie. Jeff is rocking merch from the film Cannibal Holocaust. That's a red flag. And that's because that movie's like a horror classic. It's one thing to watch it, but it's another story if you really, really like it. You'd have to be a different kind of sociopath to buy the merch from that movie 
And that is a fact. Damn it, my phone starts ringing. Jeff is calling me. Is he dying? Who calls? Who does it? Should I answer it in case it's an emergency? I mean, why else would someone call me at 2 a.m.? I let it ring out, and then he calls me again, and I can't tell if I'm concerned or annoyed. Jeff, my man, you better be on your fucking deathbed. At least it's not a FaceTime. I would kill him be FaceTimed. I pick up and say, hey, and he says, why didn't you answer? I say, because it's 2 a.m., and you're a total stranger. And he says, if I'm a stranger, then why do you have my number? And I say, okay, good point, as if that isn't super awkward. He says, do you like my shirt? I say, you don't know. He says, no about what I say the director Ruggiero Deodato know your film boys he says yeah that guy is like my favorite director I say really because he gave the green light to fucking murder seven yeah seven different animals for that film that just makes it better I just gotta chill in case you haven't seen it um in the movie Cannibal Holocaust they kill a little muskrat with a hunting knife and then they kill a turtle also with a knife, it's not super creative. They also kill a spider, a pig, and a snake, and then they had to kill two monkeys because they fucked up the first date. It's deeply upsetting. I don't recommend it, and I'm just gonna say that. Anyway, back to the story. Jeff says, I didn't think you were such a little bitch, and I'm deeply offended at this point because it's like I've seen every human centipede and didn't even flinch, Jeff. I'm sorry that I draw the line at animal abuse. I tell him to fuck off, and he says, you need me. Need me for what, Jeff? My skin? He says your eggs are dying. You're getting close to 30. You know what, Jeff? Just take my fucking skin. He says, I know you're angry and that's why you're lashing out. Women only go on Tinder in a sexual drought, but then they only go for guys who are eights and nines and tens. And I hate to break this to you, but you're like a four at best. I'm at least a five. I fucking live by that. Live by it. I hang up really quickly and I block his number fast and then I go to open Tinder so that I can hit unmatch. He says, I'm putting you on blast on my Facebook page. So I go to his band's Facebook. They're called Lemon Aids, but it's like the fruit and the disease. Oh, shit. I see a picture of my face with my eyes scratched out and I'm extremely unsettled, but I kind of like the cloud. They open for Mayday Parade. I'm a little impressed by that. But in a hazy early morning fog, I choose not to engage. Blocked his number, blocked his Tinder, blocked his Facebook page. Bye, Jeff. Then I was swiping through Tinder at like 4 a.m. Left, 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 left. I never fucking learned. Wondering why there are no decent men. Left, 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 left. When I suddenly got the worst idea of my life. Filters off. Showed me all of Colorado. Fuck it. Right, 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 right. I was swiping through Tinder at like 5 a.m. Right, 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 right. Wondering why there are no I had a message from a guy named Doug, Doug21, and an entrepreneur. And I messaged back asking because he probably sells drugs. Uninstall Tinder. This is a PSA. Delete that shit and get away. This is the new one, so we're just going to see. If it doesn't, and if it doesn't work, I'll just play a different one. Okay, okay. But I think it'll, I think it's gonna be fine and fun. (laughs) I think it's gonna be good. (laughs) And it's like exactly what we need. So. Hello, hi. My name is Raquel. And I'll be your coach for this 30-day meditation challenge. Okay. Thank you so much for joining me this morning for this meditation. You're welcome. 
we not a cult here at Beachy Babes? We're family. Why? Okay. How are we feeling this morning? We feeling nice and relaxed? No? Good. So the first thing you're going to do is breathe in, hold it at the top. Say 
not coming back into your body now. Okay. Wiggle your fingers and your toes. Okay. How are we feeling? Nice and calm? No? Good. We'll see you again tomorrow. We'll do the whole thing again. Okay. And once your three-day trial is ended, we'll charge $300 to your account. We're not even going to ask. We're just going to fucking charge it. What? Namaste. I need to cancel that. Thanks for listening to Loudspeaker Live Sessions, a listener-supported production of Loudspeaker Networks. If you liked this episode, share it with a friend, and be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss future episodes. You can find Loudspeaker Live Sessions on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. You can hear more episodes of not only this program, but many others across genres and topics on the Loudspeaker Network at loudspeaker.fm. If you're in a position to help the network grow, consider becoming part of the Speaker Fam for exclusive perks and rewards. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you on the next live session. This has been a listener-supported production of Loudspeaker Studios. For more on this and other programs, visit loudspeaker.org.